Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. <laughs> you gotta talk. Oh, sorry. You looked like you were frozen. Hey. <laughs> All right. Let me do it again. Hold on. <laughs> sorry. Okay. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Out of Spec podcast. Uh, today, you have me, a new face, Francie, the new host of the podcast, and of course, the familiar face, Kyle. And today, we're going to talk about the Mercedes-Benz Concept CLA class, as they describe the electric future of desire. Uh, pretty interesting, um, close to production, and um their goal is to elevate the electric experience with a whole new model family. So there's a lot to dive in here. They've done a lot of R&D uh, themselves and have some really cool features um, that will be in this uh, line of cars. They have four new models, a four-door coupe, uh, a shooting brake, and then two SUVs. Um, they're going to start production initially in Germany, Hungary, and China, which... That's interesting. And yeah, the new electric hypermiler, which I, I love. And using that Vision EQXX technology, um, which I dove into earlier, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, well, you, uh, you know, what are your first some, impressions. Yeah, some good, some bad here. Typically, we don't cover concept cars, but it is the IAA here in Munich. There are a ton of releases. And I figured, well, let's talk about them because people will be interested. And we're really only covering the concepts that I'm fairly confident will make it to production here pretty soon. And that's typically from the large automakers. Um, you know, Mercedes wouldn't release a concept with this much information talking about the series production model if it wasn't already like pretty close to being done. So 
I think a lot of what we're seeing here is actually going to make it to to series, but not all of it is great. I have some issues with this, but I think um, two things. First of all, it's your first podcast. You're on Francie. And for those of you who are watching the show, um, yeah, we, we're going to be hammering these things out as we get towards the end of September uh, pretty much every day and sometimes multiple shows per day. So Francie will be running the podcast situation. And uh, yeah, welcome to Out of Spec. Thanks, Kyle. Happy to be here. So, okay, Concept CLA, just so our audience understands high level, we don't have much imagery to to share at the moment. Uh, Mercedes was kind enough to send us all of this information ahead of time before the unveil, uh, but that did not include imagery. So uh, keep an eye on out-of-spec reviews or on the Mercedes website or other media outlets after we're able to publish this, because I'm sure you'll be able to see some photos. Um, but we have all the technical information. I thought we could at least analyze it from the nerd side of things. And uh, for folks who don't understand, the, the CLA line of vehicles, these four vehicles that they're planning on making, these are going to be the entry-level Mercedes electric models. And in the last, I don't know, 10 years of a-Class, CLA, uh, all of these entry levels, GLB, B-Class Mercedes here in Europe, things that, that you know, aren't the, you know, basically E-Class, S-Class, top-level tech, top-level luxury. Well, they haven't really been that great, to be honest. Uh, I've been lucky enough to review and drive pretty much all of these, and they're always just like, how the heck can they slap a Mercedes badge on this thing when it's not that nice and it didn't come with that much tech and i think mercedes according to what they're saying in the materials here is like yeah we kind of get it this like we need to really up what we're doing and we need to make our entry-level cars kick ass and they're they're doing some amazing things right off the bat huge efficiency focus well over five miles per kilowatt hour is their goal that's in the wltp cycle we'll talk about that also, uh, 250 kilowatt charging, 15 minutes from zero to 50% seems pretty reasonable, and an 800 volt system architecture on their entry level cars, which right now their top EQS, you know, 53 AMG, that's their most expensive electric car in the market, other than EQXX, which you can't even buy. Um, that's 400 volts. So it's like, okay, Mercedes has woken up. And so, yeah, Francie, maybe you can give us a high level overview generally of some more topics and then I can dig into all the tech stuff because I really want to get into all of that. Definitely. Um, well, you mentioned the uh, 800 volt battery um, and the range, which is, yeah, a lot higher than what we've seen. Um, they also have a new Mercedes-Benz operating system that uses super computing and AI. Uh, so that's for personalization, safety, convenience, and automated driving, as they say. So it'll be interesting um, how intense that is. They also have more safety features, uh, which is pretty interesting, which means there's a lot of really um, granular monitoring of what's going on in inside the car. And then they've uh, also talked about their Mercedes-Benz modular architecture. That's really the focus of uh, bringing down the CO2 footprint, um, really uh, investing in the value chain and then the supply chain of where the materials come from, which I did think was interesting, especially because they have a whole mission for 2039 of um, really bringing down their carbon footprint and making these models, which shows, you know, more and more investment into the electric future. 
Yeah, um, well, I think actually maybe it's a good place to start is to talk about Vision EQXX, which uh, is really uh, one of those cool sort of concepty cars that went through a ton of testing, a ton of events, a lot of media coverage of this car. And it was really how efficient could you make a car be? And I'll leave a video linked in the description of this of um, there's a YouTube channel called Harry's Garage where Harry Metcalf went on the Mille Miglia, which is like this cool Italian road trip race thing. And he did it in a EQXX the first day. And they nerded out about the cooling systems. It's actually a fully air-cooled system because it's meant to be as efficient as possible. Um, it actually has a two-speed gearbox on the back, was, which was pretty interesting. And a permanent magnet motor that used almost no rare earth materials, but still got close to eight miles per kilowatt hour. I forget the exact thing, but it was just like the most efficient thing ever. I think at some points they were hitting 10 miles per kilowatt hour, which is insane. So what's interesting to see is like the take of Mercedes here saying, okay, efficiency is like the one thing they care about. That's like the top level thing. And that's something we haven't really seen from any German automaker. They've all been fairly efficient. The EVs that we've tested, except for Audi, I don't know what they're doing. They're really inefficient, all of their electric cars. However, um, you know, like the BMW stuff is okay, but definitely Mercedes with this EQXX was like, no, we want to go the farthest on the least amount of energy. And really cool to see them take that same approach and put it into the lower cars. So from some technical details, uh, they have, you know, we're, we're talking about the CLA uh, class, but all of this new architecture, I forget exactly what it's called. It's like Mercedes something. There's an acronym in there, MPP or something like this. MMA, Mercedes-Benz Modular Architecture. Yes, that's the one. Thank you. Uh, so the new MMA architecture, Mercedes-Benz Modular Architecture, uh, will will support multiple vehicles. But the CLA is going to be the real highlight efficiency one. And that's why they're choosing to launch and, and you know base the whole concept around this car, because I think it's going to give them the best numbers out of all of them. And interesting stuff going on here. So they claim 466 miles WLTP. Never do you see concepts with WLTP range, which means like, all right, it's not really a concept. This is very close to series production at this point. The other interesting thing is two battery packs available. There's an NCM, which is uh, nickel, uh, manganese, and cobalt, typical, you know, what high voltage lithium batteries are in, in most electric cars today. And then there will also be an entry level uh, lithium iron phosphate LFP battery pack like we see in base Model 3 and base Mustang Mach-E. And these are great because they're not the most energy dense, but you can do whatever you want to the battery. They're generally cheaper to get. And um, yeah, I just love to see that they're going in with an LFP base car and then an NCM top spec battery. Um, the charging performance seems pretty interesting to me on this battery while we're there. The, I mean, the fact that they already know all the numbers means like, okay, when this thing hits the market in 2020, late 24, early 25, something like that is going to be my guess. Um, 250 kilowatt charging, very good. Uh, not mm -hmm. the best, but they haven't said battery pack capacity, but everything they said is like, it's going to be a tiny battery. So 250 kilowatts on what I'm going to guess is in the neighborhood of mid 50 kilowatt hours. I mean, if we're talking real efficiency, that's where it needs to get to. The least amount of battery for the most amount of range, 750 kilometers of range, again, 466 miles WLTP. That's 5.2 miles per kilowatt hour. Um, I guess we could just calculate that out uh, and maybe I'll do that during the show and we can actually guesstimate the size of the battery pack. 
um, which which could be quite interesting. But they say 15 minutes of charging, 250 kilowatt peak will get you to 53% charge level on the battery, 248 miles in 15 minutes. And again, that's all based off of WLTP. Um, the, the battery pack, the NCM chemistry actually has, uh, the anode material has silicon oxide content, which is something we don't see very often, or at least haven't seen very often, but will soon because that increases the energy density, but it's kind of hard to fine tune. So it's interesting that they're doing that. Um, the motor stuff, really interesting. The whole like drive unit, and I think including the transmission weighs 243 pounds. Technically they said less than 243 pounds, which is like an oddly specific number to quote. Um, but you know, I'm guessing it's, uh, you know, 242 pounds that <laughs> sure. And they, they claim about 93% efficiency from energy in the battery to wheels on the road. That's fairly good. Um, but I, I don't think that's a hundred percent class leading, but it's definitely up there and it's definitely up there considering that the permanent magnets in the rotor on the, on the motor itself don't have rare earth materials. So really loving that. And um, two-speed transmission, which I'm just like, why the heck would you do two-speed two transmission? Like for an entry-level car, like I would, this is my main issue with all of this. The Germans need to stop over complicating things and just put in a single speed transmission. I've driven multiple electric cars now, the Taycan, the Lotus Electra, the, are the two that come to mind, but I'm sure there've been others with multiple geared transmissions and they just, it takes away from all of the experience. It makes me think about another wear component. It's expensive. Like I don't understand why they're doing that when we can see Lucid and Tesla, some of the leading uh, electric vehicle powertrain companies right now doing single gear, not going for a, a, a shifting mechanism, but maybe they'll prove me wrong when we're able to test it and drive it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is, was there anything else in there that I'm kind of missing? It has uh, vehicle to home and vehicle to grid support. Um, right. Yeah, I think that's kind of most of the nerd stuff I wanted to get to. Yeah. Oh, you mentioned a lot of safety systems too, Francie, but yep. only level two. That's true. Yeah, only they, level two. They already have a level three system in the U.S., functional in Nevada and California. It's called Mercedes-Benz Drive Pilot. And so basically they're saying is uh, you can't get the EQS stuff on the base one, even though they're putting LIDAR in this car, but it doesn't unlock the functionality that the nicer cars get. That makes no sense to me. Like just give it everything, Maybe, you know, charge an option. Sure. But if you're already putting LIDAR in the thing, just give it your full suite of autonomy. Why do you think they would make that decision? Because they're Germans and they want you to buy the nice one. Sure. Upgrade. <laughs> I think so. Upgrade. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's like the nerd stuff on this thing. I mean, the, the thing to keep in mind for our audience is concept car, concept car, concept car. We don't know if this will come to production, but what I can say is it's likely going to come to production and it like the numbers are so oddly specific that it's going to come to production. And I'm actually planning on seeing the car as soon as this podcast is live. I'll actually be with the car in person, hopefully filming it and making a full out of spec reviews video, talking to some of the engineers, trying to figure out what the heck is going on, what's actually going to make it. Because some of these things just seem too good to be true. 800 volt system architecture for the entry level car. Uh, and they can do that at a reasonable cost. Well, that could be quite interesting. The big unknowns for me, of course, are... 
the the size of the battery pack and the cost of the platform because if they can really bring the cost down to compete with model three especially for this car it's going to be a direct competitor to model three they need this thing to be you know better in many ways and right now their their entry-level electric models are not better than the tesla stuff um so yeah francie you've always i mean you've had mercedes in the past you're a mercedes person uh does an entry-level electric Benz appeal to you yeah reading this it did appeal to me um i think that you're right they're taking a, a different kind of approach to this class um which is appealing it's not just bigger battery for the you know higher range it seems like they're really doing the r d um, to bring down bring up the technology and bring down the uh weight and everything so i mean the the whole behind it the tech that does sound really cool i'd be interesting of course to see uh what actually comes out because are these like you said are these features going to really be the end product but i think also um the they're really investing in uh the this of course it's mercedes the sleek look and everything but it's backed by this technology leadership that they want to do in the ev space and they have a goal of you know net zero carbon uh, neutrality by 2039 and if they're going to do that they better be putting out great evs so i'm i am kind of jealous that you're going to be there seeing it um and hopefully i can check it out in person when they actually get it on the road. Um, yeah, this is, I think, an interesting concept. Uh, it brings up a lot of interesting questions about how we're actually going to make efficiency happen um, and not just recreate kind of attempts to become more efficient with EVs to fight the range anxiety to improve the technology behind it. And it'll be interesting to see what actually happens here. Yeah, totally agree. I think the only last points to really discuss are the interior and exterior styling, which we don't have at the time of this recording. Um, it sounds like the interior is going to be pretty modern. It's going to have this super screen, they call it, which is not as cool as the hyper screen that's in the EQE and EQS. So they're they're doing the whole super hyper thing like Electrify America did, which is really mm -hmm. not the way to do it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it, it, I guess if we look at the photos of the EQXX, they said it's basically that. So the passenger should have some displays and things at least that they can option. Most of these Mercedes base cars come pretty stripped down out of the box and then you got to highly content them up. And then in terms of exterior styling, um, it, it has more Mercedes badges. Even the headlights are Mercedes badges than like anything I've ever seen. And I hate that. I mean, I'm sure it'll look yeah. cool, but like their brand is being like, I don't know. Imagine designing a car with just your logos everywhere. That's what they've done. Yeah. It's like the luxury, you know, accessories where you have just the brand logo all over it, which is pretty obvious. I think a more sleek design is, um, you know, less is more. Right. I, um, I totally agree. You don't see Volvo putting Volvo badges all over the EX30. That's a classy car. This is like, ooh, not so good. I always thought it was funny in the in a, a little bit of a tangent, a rant, a complaint to end the podcast here. Uh, in previous years of Mercedes, I'm thinking, you know, 2010 to 2015, something like that. You can option their really nice, you know, Mercedes GL or Mercedes ML at the time. And it was just as the light up star came on the market, which is that front badge was backlit. And there was 
a couple things that were really funny about it. You could never spec adaptive cruise control with the light up star because that's where they put the, the uh, radar back there. So if you saw the light up star, you know, they spent money to blast the brand image in, you know, in your face, but they didn't get any of the safety systems. So don't walk in front of their car. And secondly, that I thought was really funny is many of those cars were optioned with the base halogen headlights. They would, they would have this really nice crisp blue Mercedes badge with the cheap yellow headlights on the car and it looked terrible. And so it was at that moment that Mercedes really started to devalue the, the star badge and what they're doing now by plastering it everywhere is not the move at all. It's so bad. And so I really hope they stop that. And, and thankfully you usually can option it off of the cars in the configurator. Yeah, I think, you know, if their goal is to make a splash and uh, be bold, I I don't think you have to do that by being showy. You can do it with the the actual car. Yeah, totally agree. So so there you go. That's everything we know about the new CLA architecture and concept. Again, reading between the lines to see, okay, what's legit, what's not. With all of these concepts, a lot of times they debut new technology in them. For example, they have this new like baby in the car technology. If you leave your child in there on a hot day, it'll call Mercedes-Benz services. That doesn't really, that's sort of platform agnostic, if you will, but it's a great car to showcase some of their new tech. I really wanted to focus on the EV stuff and I think we got all of it in there. Great, yeah. Um, definitely dove into the details and um, we'll see what you find out at the show. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, thanks everyone for watching another Out of Spec podcast. Thanks, Francie. Technically, I think this will be your second show that goes live, but it's the first one that we've recorded because um, of just the way the timing embargoes work out. But uh, yeah, can't thank you all enough for watching. Welcome to Out of Spec, Francie. And uh, we got we got more, more podcasts to do. All right. Thanks, everyone. See you next time. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.